day 156. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. My name is Keith. I'm John. And this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to see through it and to see God, not to it to primarily look at it and see ourselves. Psalm 124. All right. Psalm 124. If the Lord had not been on our side. Mm. Oh, he doesn't even finish the <laughs> thought, right? Yeah. Uh, verse one is, yo, if the Lord hadn't been on our side, and then he stops and says, yo, let Israel say. So Going it's kind of like, yeah, like, like you're getting ready to sing this song. Like, so you start off and say, happy birthday. And you see you're the only one Singing. starting to sing. And yeah. you look and say, no, listen, y'all. This ain't a solo. This is a right. this is a group song, right? Let yeah. Israel say everybody can say this. If the Lord hadn't been on our side, where would we have been? And then he goes on, and what he does is he presents us a scenario. Hmm. But what I love about what he presents here is he's constantly right three or four times he's going to use the words would have right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They would have mm-hmm. swallowed us. The mm. waters would have engulfed us. Fire would have burned, right? And so he just goes on and on and on, and he creates this hypothetical worst-case scenario. Yeah. And what he's saying is, look, look, look. If God hadn't been on our side, mm. the worst-case scenario would have been the most likely scenario. And the only reason mm. that was not the case was because God was on our side, fam. It it was b- b- because God helped us. Yeah. And then he ends off this psalm, and he he says, this. "I love it," but it's so subtle. He says this: "Blessed be the Lord." Verse six. Who look? Who has not let us be ripped apart by their teeth? And so what he's going to say is, "Yo, we haven't been ripped apart by their teeth." But that doesn't mean we haven't been caught up in their jaws, mm, right? Yeah. Verse seven, we have escaped a bird, or we have escaped like a bird from the hunter's nest. The mm. net is torn and we have escaped. It's saying, you know, we have escaped, but it don't mean the people of God have never been caught up, mm-hmm. right? So mm-hmm. he's not Amen. saying we've been freed from trouble. Yeah. He's saying trouble hasn't been our end because we fast forward to the person of Jesus yeah, and he was chewed up Man. right, by death. He was caught in the hunter's nest. If death was the hunter, Jesus was caught up, thrown in a grave, sealed, but then he broke out. Amen. Uh, he broke out through the wall, so he didn't even really have to <laughs> roll the stone away. Right. He rolled the stone away as this kind of demonstration this rip yeah. in the net so that we all know that yo god god is god is on our side and if god's on our side we have nothing to fear oh couldn't have said it better bro yeah psalm 125 those who trust in the lord are like mount zion it mm. cannot be shaken it remains forever the mountains surround jerusalem and the lord surrounds his people both now and forever so yeah mount zion and jerusalem are synonyms right so like mount zion is where the temple dwelt that's where god dwelt and you see all of these themes over and over because again israelites would come to jerusalem for the festivals so you see the same thing playing out here um but the thing he says in these first few verses is yo like the people of god 
have stability mm. and security right. when they trust in the Lord. Right. Right. That's 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 the first verse. Right. Those who trust in the Lord. Right. Are like Mount Zion. Now a mountain, yeah. It's, right. Anybody moving a mountain? Right, right. 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 It's stable. It's fixed. Yeah. That's what he's saying. The people of God will be like, and God will surround them. Mm. Right. He will protect us, and we will have this stability if we trust in Him. Mm. And now, for people who are traveling towards Jerusalem, they, like they're facing opposition. We're going to face opposition on the way to heaven. Right. It, it, it's it's just inevitable, bro. Like we're going to suffer because we're Christians and we're going against the grain of the world in many ways. Right. But if we trust in the Lord, you know, we have this stability. And then he says, you know, he asked that the the scepter of the wicked would not remain. Right. Um so that, right, God's people wouldn't follow in their footsteps. And one of the things I just thought about, bro, is that he says this mm-hmm. and he's just saying like, yo, evil is just so easy to imitate. Right. You think about caste. Right. Right. Mm. And man, this, yeah, we've been talking about this book for a while. Right. But one of the things she brings up that was revelatory, I think for me and you, right. as we read it, is that Nazi Germany mm. imitated the subjugation and slavery that they saw in America. Hitler sent his boys here to go to law school and saying, yo, hey, y'all got to find out how they did it. And Bro. still made everybody like love them, yeah. They studied the laws, <laughs> right? That were here in America to imitate the evil. So right. that's why God is saying here, He's like, yo, He's saying like, yo, man, the wicked can't can't rule in our city, right? Because we're because we'll we'll follow, right? Right? Mm. And so God is going to take out, yeah, the wicked rulers that are in the place where people God's people God's people are. Mm. Psalm one twenty six. Uh, Man, everybody that sows tears uh, will eventually reap a crop of joy. Yeah. Uh, if the faithfulness of God is the soil that is soiled with your tears. Mm-hmm. So what Psalm 126 promises is that for the people of God, yo, none of the tears that we shed will be in vain, that it will turn to joy if those tears are sown on the faithfulness of God. Yeah. So, yeah. I I love just the fact, man. I I don't I didn't want to let it pass. Right. You know, just the beginning part where he's just like, man, when the Lord restored the fortune of Zion, we were like those who dream, bro. We got to be dreaming, fam. We got <laughs> No, no, no. We've been exiled away from the presence of God for this X amount of years. Right. 70 years. Yeah. And it's like we're home like this this can't be real. Right. This, can't, this is this is too good. Yeah. To be true. Right. Our mouths, he says, were filled with laughter then and our tongues with shouts of joy. And man, if you've experienced the good grace of Christ, I know I was like, yo, this is too good to be true. Right. Why nobody ain't ever tell me about <laughs> right, this? Right, right. Wouldn't, like, have I been living in the matrix, this right. alternate reality all this right. time? Like, what is really going on? But they're just marveling and in awe of what God has done. So much so that joy comes out. And the people who don't know God, they say the nations is like, yo, they hype. So it's some you different, right? Right. right. And I, yeah, that I've experienced that too. It's like, yo, why do you have this peculiar joy? Mm, mm, right. Yeah. And it's like, no, it's because God right. has brought me, yeah, to himself. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Psalm 127. Last um, one. Yeah. Uh, when hard work ain't enough, right? Yeah. That man, this, this. This psalm just 
reminds us how uh, God's hand in something is the key to its success Amen. or failure, mm-hmm. right? That uh, if God's hand ain't in it, turn whatever keys you want as hard as you want to, mm. but that work just ain't, you know, it's not going to work out. Um, Derek Kidner says that, you know, that unless God, unless God's hand is in it, uh, hard work eventually becomes nothing more than just fresh enslavement. Mm. Yeah, just getting up, go on to bed, mm. burning the candle oh, at good. both ends, only to not get what you want yeah. or to get what you wanted mm. to be like, yo, this, this really wasn't worth it. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's so good. Um, I, It's crazy too. And man, this really hits home when you're like a worker, bro. Mm, yeah. Like, um, and yeah, just being like honest, like I'm a person who like prides. No, you have to work hard. Right. Oh, you, you you may work just as hard as me, bro, but you're not gonna work harder than <laughs> right, me. Like, right. That's, right. That's just not gonna happen. <laughs> right. If it don't happen, it's because the Lord did. <laughs> right. Because the Lord was watching over the city. <laughs> um, you know, verse two, he says, "In vain, you get up early and stay up late." So, in other words, he's just like some people. They think it's not working. They're like, "All right, I just gotta get up earlier." Right. Or, "All right, I just gotta stay up later." And he's like, it's not that you have to put in more sweat and more time. And, you know, the the reality is, it's like, man, you he's not saying don't work hard. Right, 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 right. right. But he is saying, as hard as you work, you got to depend on the Lord even more. Right, right, right. Like, your dependence on God, your prayer to God, Lord, the seeking of God in whatever it is you do, it has to be harder than your hard work. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. And he goes on, yeah, this theme, um, it's like kind of a double entendre. So he talks yeah. about in the first verse, you know, unless the Lord builds a house. And then he comes in verse three and starts to talk about offspring. Yeah. And in the Old Testament, house and family kind of like run together. Which, yeah. So like when he talks to David in 2 Samuel 7, he's like, yo, your son's going to build my house. He means Solomon's going to build a house, but yep. he also means... And we know we can move forward. Like Jesus is going to build this house and this family for God. Luther Vandross says the same thing, right? <laughs> that a house ain't a, right. Yeah, your yeah, chair's not a house, but a house is not a home. home. Yeah, unless you're here, that there's yeah. something more than a structure that makes a yep. house. Yeah. And so this house language yep. points back to Davidic covenant, but right. the offspring hmm. language—that's the Abrahamic covenant yeah. where God promises him sons. And it's like, man, you know humans nobody could build the family of god right nobody could build the house of god right but jesus yeah you even think about mary right like she never uh consummate like she wouldn't even marry right and jesus is born of this version right there's no human effort there right that could have brought about the son of god to build the family of god and the house of god amen man yeah man that's a great place to just kind of enter to close this up but i do um so oh yeah in preparing man i was reading this one quote on just you know kids being a blessing and if you've been parenting in a pandemic may this quote speak to your heart (laughs) the same way that it has to mine Derek kidner says this right so we hear kids are a blessing and sometimes we feel guilty when we're like yo granny need to take this blessing for a week because i can't handle it Uh, Mm -hmm. he goes on and says this yo it's not untypical of God's gifts that they are first liabilities or at least responsibilities before they become obvious assets. Wow. 
the greater the promise, the more likely that these sons or daughters Mm. will be a handful before they're a quiverful. Mm. So if you are drowning under the weight of parenting in this pandemic, Mm. be reminded uh, that kids are often um, a liability or a responsibility (laughs) before they become an asset. Uh, But Mm. that God has promised that they are a blessing and mm. eventually if we right wait and continue to work mm. uh we'll see that benefits of that blessing let's pray father yeah. give us strength to rely and to depend on you to work hard but to put our trust not in our work uh, but in your work it's in jesus name we pray amen <laughs>